Welcome to Kids Says Some Shit Podcast, a place where we're discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm Yos Key, and I definitely got some shit to say. Today's topic, is bad sex caused by the lack of self-exploration and communication? I'd say probably. Bad sex can be defined and described in many ways. Are you not orgasming? Is there emotional or physical discomfort or pain? Do you find yourself counting ceiling tiles or making grocery lists out of boredom? It can also be seen as missing the things that make up good sex, like connection, compatibility, and communication. Sex can be an amazing transfer of high vibrational energy, transcending in a way. It can also be bottom of the barrel, bargain basement BS. The latter is due to a number of things, which include, but aren't limited to, consequences of having clumsy sex partners, chore-like routines, incomplete education, and plain boredom. Basically, the quality of the sex can leave one pretty much underwhelmed. For some of us who were raised in religious homes or settings, we were browbeaten as children with the notion that sex was merely for procreation, that masturbation or the thought of sex was sinful. It was only supposed to happen after marriage when one woman settles down with one man and becomes emotionally and physically content from there on out with whatever is tossed in their lap. And the misogynistic idea that sex is not supposed to be enjoyed by women? Mind you, there are all types of museums dedicated to sexual paraphernalia located all over the world with objects that predate our civilization. I mean, the oldest sex toy, which is considered to be 28,000 years old, was found in a cave in Germany in 2005. All I'm saying is somebody was getting down with the get down since the get down. Look, this limited amount of teaching led us to grow into sexually repressed teenagers absorbing negative or naive ideas about sex from others or from films. We also became adults whose lack of sexual knowledge threw us into this abyss of porn, or like I'd like to refer to it as sexual performance art. You know it's not real, right? Porn is not real. People really watch porn like it's a 60 Minutes documentary hosted by Barbara Walters. And let's be honest, going to porn to really learn about sex and how to gratify yourself or others is the equivalent of going to WebMD with a sinus pain and walking away thinking you have consumption. Now, if it's not about your pleasure, it makes sense you wouldn't want it. Sex is not supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to be a one-way enjoyed experience. Even in BDSM relationships, there is pleasure experienced from one pushing the other's willing sexual limits with an emphasis on both getting to a state of physical and mental euphoria while being present in the moment. This idea that you are supposed to lay there and be a hunching pose whose only function is to turn over and catch traction downward dog needs to be revisited. If sex does hurt, Be honest with yourself, with your partner, and with your doctor. For women, it could be that you need some lubrication. You know, pour a little Sprite on it. Don't pour Sprite on it. I'm joking. 
It could be that you are suffering from vaginal muscle spasms. You might have problems with deep penetration. You might have fibroids, endometriosis, cysts, pelvic inflammation, etc. And for you guys, if you are suffering from pain during intercourse, it could be anything from infection of your prostate, your testes. You could be having an allergic reaction to spermicides. It could even be arthritis. Look, don't suffer in silence. It is important to talk to your doctor and get that pain diagnosed because it could definitely be treated. Now let's get to the meat and the potatoes. A lot of people don't just want sex. They want to feel desired, even if the desire only lasts until the walk of shame or the last pump. If some don't feel desired, then sex itself may seem so unappealing. I definitely want to feel as though I'm wanted and desired. I don't want you climbing on me and doing your business like I'm a human-sized flashlight and you are trying to get one out before your cup of ramen is done. I want to feel like you want me. This goes for men as well, ladies. Men want to feel as though they are desired too. And one way to do that is to share in the experience of initiating sex. It gives them the opportunity to feel desired and reduce performance pressures. We don't want them to feel rejected or resentful. If your partner always initiates, try to take the reins. And if you are the one who's always the initiator, tell them you like to see things balanced out. I mean, men want to play sleep and have their drawers pulled down too. Think about it. Being comfortable in your skin and with your partner is a huge turn on. Remember to make yourself feel sexy and that will in turn showing your confidence. Confidence is one of the sexiest things you can wear when it comes to sex. Now there are a few different types of sexual partners. Those that are inexperienced because either they are not good at taking direction or just have limited experiences. There are those that take what another lover taught them and applies those same actions step by step and footnotes to your body without being aware if you are enjoying it or not. There are those that enjoy being the one to get you to your natural high. And there are those who don't care about you getting off as long as they do. Now guys, just because you are out here playing spades with your penis does not mean that it is good hands. Every partner in the bed is just as different as every hand you get after someone shuffles the cards. You could overbook or underbook. Remember, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. Sex is not a one-shoe-fits-all. And you can't be completely sure that you can satisfy everyone with the tricks you learn from another lover. Just because Sally liked her nips pinched because she was lactating does not mean Marie will. Just because Chanel likes a finger in her rear and her butt slap doesn't mean Samantha will. Now, I get it. I get it. The last few women you laid it low with and they spread themselves wide for was hooping and hollering when it came to your skills. You are Lothario, right? But did you know that roughly 80% of heterosexual women fake orgasms during vaginal intercourse? About half of the time? And another 25% fake orgasm almost all of the time. They may have been hooping and hollering, but for you to hurry up, get off of them, come already because you are taking too long with your jackhammer motions, filling them up with air and causing them to queef. 
Now let's normalize people understanding their own bodies. How in tune are you with your sensations, with your penis, with your vagina? Can you tell when someone's playing in your tank with too many fingers? Is your uterus tilted and certain angles are uncomfortable? How in tune are you with your skin? See, I can tell when my skin is in early stages of prickling from topical dermatitis or from a digestive allergen. Do you know when your body is telling you something is off or when something feels good? If your asthma is acting up or if your insulin is spiking, you should know your body enough. Who wants to get caught horny, disabled, and dead? Talking about how he died, he died on top of me. If you don't know what you like, what turns you on, what feels good, how will they? We can't put the lame sex completely on one person's shoulder. I mean, you can sit on his face, but even that is questioning some of your coordination. So, give yourself homework where you are the homework. Wash your hands and then go on a treasure hunt. Make the orgasm the pot of gold. Take your time. Explore the erogenous zones. DJ a few songs on your clip. Go wild. If you are too timid to fill yourself up, get a toy. It could be a vibrator or a dildo and try a position called the pretend lover. Or you can sit on your hand until it goes numb and act like it's a stranger giving you a reach around. There's no right or wrong way to masturbate. So take the time to discover your body. Plus, there are so many health benefits to self-pleasure that there's no reason not to sneak in some pleasure every day. You know it reduces stress. You get better sleep. And a good sexual release will have you glowing and smiling for the rest of the day. Now, can we briefly discuss the so-called orgasm gap, which says that men are disproportionately gratified more during sex? However, the picture shifts when you look at which women are enjoying themselves. A 2017 survey of more than 50,000 Americans found that lesbians orgasmed 80% of the time during sex, as opposed to 65% of straight women and 95% of straight men. Investigators speculate that lesbians and queer women enjoy greater satisfaction because of anatomical familiarity, longer sexual durations, and not revving penetration as the apex of erotic mingling. Some would say that queer women are often more satisfied because unlike a lot of straight women, they have fundamentally considered the nature and object of their desire. Look here, ladies. Please stop lying to these guys. And faking these orgasms. Did you ever consider that acting out ecstasy devalues your actual sensations. Stripping you of physical and psychological experience of pleasure. Everyone is different. And each partner can continue to learn from one another about what pleases them. I mean this is a teachable moment. Life is short and sex is shorter. There is no need to be accepting any old thing that could possibly ruin your pH balance and have you hemmed up from 9 months to 18 years. Look, make it count. And then how verbal are you when it comes to knowing what you like and opposing what you don't? Sexual communication is something that is a vital part of every relationship. It helps create a stronger bond and will teach you how to be transparent with one another. Not just sexually, but in other areas of your relationship as well. 
Take the time to discuss sexual likes, dislikes, kinks, possible fetishes, heart limits. Those are the no-goes, things that you're not willing to try, things that you don't want touched. Soft limits. Those are things that you're like, uh, maybe, perhaps. I might be willing to try, you know, later, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. This discussion should be in a safe, non-judgmental environment where you both can feel comfortable and allowing yourself to be as open-minded as possible. Doing this prior to or outside of sex gives you an opportunity to talk and really listen to each other and take note for the future. This is a time when you ask all of those good questions. And for an old partner ex, what do you enjoy most from our intimacy? What do you think we could work on together? What do you think we could work on individually? Do you have any suggestions for me? At the end of the day, we are both trying to connect and please each other. So ask them, what do you need more or less from me during sex? And tell them what you need. Remember, this is how we as humans get better. And it's a pretty known fact that couples that talk about sex typically have better sex lives. Let's not forget that plenty of people are traumatized from previous partners, causing them to carry around emotional and sexual baggage. You are not responsible for fixing them, but supporting them and getting the help they need and being patient when it comes to them cultivating a healthy relationship with sex and their sexuality is all one can really ask for. When giving your partner direction, you could rip the band-aid off and pour salt on the wound by telling them, hey, mate, I've been faking it. This was by far one of the worst experiences. It was a waste of time and energy. I didn't even come. Or if you care about their feelings, you can be gentle and ease into things like an intro to a Barney sing-along song. Some people are really sensitive about their shit. So the best feedback is to start off with what your partner is doing well. You know, get them a gold star. It's even more effective when you validate them in the moment. Say things like, I love the way you're kissing my neck. And then follow with an alternative. But next time, can you bite me a little here? Look, most guys will physically assist you in the proper way of gratifying them. So you shouldn't be too shy when directing him. If you are comfortable enough to let him or them break dance in your vestibule, then give them a roadmap to ensure they don't scuff up the floors. Don't be ashamed to ask for what you want. If they aren't willing to give it to you, you have a decision to make. Is life worth this trash as sex? I mean, sex is an important part of a relationship, and I, for one, will never again subject myself to lackluster intercourse for a selfish lover because he feeds me. If the cat has your tongue and the thought of critiquing someone's skills or lack thereof scares you, you can always try showing them how and where you like to be touched by doing it yourself first and letting them watch. Masturbating with a tool or your digits allows your partner to see exactly how and when and where you enjoy being pleased. Now, don't skip foreplay. Seriously, don't skip it. Building up to sex can make it so much better. In one survey of almost 8,700 people, both men and women said sex lasted longer when they included more types of stimulation beforehand. The real engine revers, of course, are oral sex and masturbation. That's what science says your body needs. 
Slow things down a bit and wait until you're fully turned on for sex. The lack of foreplay is one of the main reasons why women fail to reach orgasm. So ensure that you and your partner are engaged in at least 15 and 20 minutes of it. Look, foreplay can be something you've been building up all day. It can include a lot of different things like kissing, sharing fantasies, texting, planned date night, or touching one another's genitalia. The purpose of foreplay is to add to sexual excitement and the anticipation of what will happen when you finally get your hands on each other. Speaking about foreplay, can we learn how to read cues? I mean, seriously. If you hear, ah, 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 that means red light. Red light, that hurts. Have you ever found yourself trying to kick out of a wrestling move like the figure four? Because you was receiving the most painful oral lashing? It's not fun. It's scarring. Now, if I start moaning and reaching for the comforter, that is not the time to decide that you want to be a sexual vagabond and start switching things up. Look, stay on course. Don't speed up. Don't switch lanes. Don't pass go. Don't pick up a hitchhiker. And don't give Rough Rider rough with it. You might have been with someone with a steel box, but this is a delicate flower. Just like you wouldn't want me to start changing your gears like an Atari remote or like a new driver learning a stick shift because an old flame like to be manhandled, like stay on course unless I send you down that road. You might think, I am too busy for that. During this pandemic, really, are you? I mean, even between the online classes for you and your small people, if you have them, or your Zoom work calls and going to Walmart to feel a little bit normal, you can schedule a time of the week when you're giving yourself or someone else mind-blowing sex. I mean, you can keep that stale, what are we doing tonight, brain? The same thing we do every night, pinky, type of sex. But put a little razzle-dazzle in your sex life. And ladies, stop being lazy. I get that you think that you are too attractive to be anything other than a pillow princess, but no one wants to have sex with someone that lays there like a dead fish or a piece of plywood. Unless that's your ministry, but still. They say variety is the spice of life. Try some new positions or have sex in a place or at a time you don't usually do it. Act out a Dr. Seuss book, you know, sex on the house, sex with someone dressed like a mouse, I don't know. Or try adding new alternatives like massages or sex toys to your routine. We can also learn something new. One way is taking a couples or a single sex class. It can open up a new avenue of sex play. Now, prior to indoor restrictions, you could easily find a one-night sex class or bondage class inspired brunch on the web. Now you find teachers are offering one-on-one Zoom and Skype classes. At these events, you can learn about new sex positions, techniques, toys, props for sex play, in a learning environment that is fun and not intimidating or in the privacy of your own home. Now, this might be a little taboo. You might be a little hesitant. But I would also suggest getting familiar with what tantalizes you, your partner, or partners. I don't see the issue with introducing one another to your porn selection as long as it is legal with consenting adults. Because some of y'all... Look, there are sites 
that offer female-friendly, queer-friendly, and couple-friendly alternatives than the normal heterosexual porn. Why not watch together? Now, some of us, me included, have wandered too far down the rabbit hole and ended up in the dark, alone, and afraid while watching humiliation porn on my screen. But I've never been afraid to tell my tale of how I survived and overcame and found the light again. I mean, transparency and vulnerability is what makes communication work. At the end of the day, you shouldn't enjoy anything that you don't like just to make another feel good, especially if you don't feel good. You won't become sex gods and goddesses in an instant, but knowing that there is an issue is already one step closer to the solution. The next step is figuring out how to operate your own body and learning how to communicate it. Look, we barely skimmed the surface of this topic and I will be revisiting it again, but I want to thank you for listening every Wednesday to Kia Says Some Shit Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Kia Says Some Shit. Questions, comments, concerns, or if you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming podcast, leave it there. Thank you guys. Have a great day.